Hello and welcome to the lost book of our true history and I'm doing this video because people have said that the book lost book of Enki by Zachariah Sitchin is wrong and in fact so much so that they've even made websites such as this one here which says sitchinisrong.com and I felt that's quite bad because I've done my research and I believe he's 100% right. So I thought I'd do a video actually debunking everyone else that says he's wrong. So hopefully this works out correctly. So Zachariah Sitchin is the gentleman here who is an author, or was unfortunately his past now, of many books to do with the Sumerians. Not just the Sumerians, but to do with the Mesopotamia, should I say, because obviously Babylon... Uh, there's texts, different language texts within what he's studied. So I, I don't want to just keep saying Sumerian. We've got to work out now whether or not SitchinIsWrong.com is wrong. And the actual uh, author of that, Dr. Michael Heiser, has now passed in February 2023. Um, I did try and contact this person many times, and of course they ignored me because they probably he probably couldn't answer my questions which is fair enough, um, but I think it's really bad that that's still out there. And the reason why it's bad is because this guy uh, not only tried to debunk Sitchin, where I've done videos on my Patreon page that debunk him quite badly, uh, he's also a Christian author. So in other words, he does not want his books to be outsold by alien books when he's trying to pretend that there's God. And I say pretend because as you watch this video, you'll realise that the gods that come first were the Anunnaki. So, let's see now whether or not there is anything called the Anunnaki. Because that is the whole premise of this. And the translations come down to those that from heaven came to earth. And here we have the first translation of the word Anunnaki. And this is not by Zachariah Sitchin. Everything that I'm showing you is not by Zachariah Sitchin because otherwise it'll be me talking about his work. So this one here is translations of the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is basically a series of tablets. And this was translated by Maureen Gallery Kavaks. And as you see there, the translation they've come up with is Anunnaki. And guess what they've called them? the great gods now that's not what they've called them that's what's in the tablets this is what's translated now again going back to the word anarchy is there such a word that Zachariah Sitchin keeps waffling on about there is so this is the first one of many that I'm going to be showing you so this is from as I just mentioned there the epic of Gilgamesh here is another word where it says anarchy by a different translator uh, Samuel no Noah Kramer. So again, not Zachariah Sitchin. How many times is the word Anunnaki in here? We'll just keep going. Anunnaki, Anunnaki, Anunnaki. So, if Zachariah Sitchin is wrong with the word Anunnaki, then everyone else is wrong. But that's I haven't finished yet. There's other translations from other people. Uh, let's have a look here. Another translation there. So this one is from Miss. It's kind of, it's crazy because it's called Miss from Mesopotamia. However, the Bible copies from it. So how can it be myths? Two million tablets that we found that we're aware of. Obviously, some factions hide certain tablets that we would love to see, but 
basically we're aware of two moon tablets and it's a myth and yet the bible copies from these and i'll prove all that as we go so this person done this in 1912 i believe the translation as you see anunnaki 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 all in this per- this other person not zachariah sitchin's translations and it goes on another one here the Babylonian legends of creation. So this is from the Babylonian text, not Siberian text. That's why I say you have to... And this one's 1921 down the bottom there. That was translated by... Um, i trying to find the person's name, but it's in the British Museum there. Does the British Museum hold something that has the word Anunnaki? Oh, there it is. Yep, there it is again. And there it is again, showing the actual tablet that comes from and so on i can just keep clicking and you see the word anunnaki so the word anunnaki is real if you look here asked in chat gdp now i know you're gonna say well that's biased it is to a point i'll give you that so i asked various questions i always ask questions here just to see what it says and look what it this translates the word to look at that it says now this isn't sitchin this isn't a person. This is a computer, artificial intelligence that's read all of these tablets. And trust me, when you ask it questions, it knows a lot. So this has even said the word Anunnaki translates to those from the heavens came in Sumerian. Those from the heavens came. Now this person here, Dr. Michael Heiser, back in 2012, I sent him an email because I saw one of his videos where he said, no, it was called Princely Seeds. So here's a video with Dr. Michael Heiser. The actual title on YouTube is called Sitchin Was a Liar by Dr. Michael Heiser, debunking ancient aliens. The term itself means of royal seed or princely seed. Okay, so he's talking about the Anunnaki there as the term. Only Enlil, Enki, and Nimna are described here on Earth as the siblings of King Anu. Now, King Anu is the one that resided on Nibiru, which was the king. So, in other words, the only princes and princesses we have are the three. So, that was Enlil, Ea, which was original name for Enki, and uh, Nimna, which was the original name for in Harsag. So let's look a little bit further here. So here we're looking at a passage in the Babylonian flood story translated in 1912, not by Zechariah Sitchin. This is just one of many where it says, the Anunnaki lifted up their torches. So the Anunnaki here clearly are not the brothers and sisters, because if you actually read the whole of this passage, you'll see that there's no mention of Enlil and Enki at that point regarding them being with the group of Anunnaki that lifted up their torches. So we've got proof that there are princely seeds. Yes, Enlil, Enki and Ninhasag or Nimna. But the Anunnaki does not mean that it's just those three. Because clearly here, this is just one. You can go and look it up and you'll find Anunnaki is mentioned many a time without Enlil, Enki or Ninhasag being involved. In other words, there was... 900 Anunnaki originally came down. Anunnaki wasn't the actual original name for the race. I believe the race name is Gods. 
or God, just like human humans. And obviously it was down down the line it was translated into Elohim and obviously we all praise gods, but people would praise humans if we went to their planet and created workers. So we've got proof here that Dr. Michael Heiser was wrong in terms of the Anunnaki wasn't just for princely seeds. Now the other part of this is when you break down the word Anunnaki, it actually does end up with the word Kai, which is the last word being Earth. And Kai is an actual name for Earth back from them days. So it makes sense that the actual breakdown, which is how Zachariah Sitchin did it, Anunnaki, those that came from heaven to Earth, Ki being Earth. It's a K-I, place. Today's word is Ki, which means place. It can also mean ground or earth and is a term for the netherworld. Key is also used as a determinative indicating something is the name of a place, but instead of being put before the place name, as is usual for determinatives, it's put after the place name, Lagash Kai, for example, to talk about the city of Lagash. You will find that everywhere except that Kai is the meaning of earth. There is nowhere that says Key means princely seeds or royal blood or anything that Dr. Michael S. Heiser said it does. As far as I can tell, he was the only one that translated Anunnaki to mean what he said. So now we know who Enki and Enlil were. They were the sons of King Anu. Now we've got to try and work out now, before I go into the good stuff about how the Bible copied and how they're actually aliens, etc. We need to look at whether or not they are actually real characters. It's all well and good saying that they're the son of kings and this, that and the other. There's some people out there that believe that the texts are just a comic book in other words if in a hundred years time or a thousand years time someone looked back and found harry potter would they believe that harry potter books actually meant that there was someone alive at that point so we need to now rule out that they're actually not just comic book characters but they are actually real so here we've got the stanford library's um website and it shows you here there are far more tablets in existence than I could have imagined. This is a person writing this for Stanford Muni University. In fact, between half a million and two million cuneiform tablets are estimated to have been excavated in modern times, of which only approximately 30 to 100,000 have been read or published. So where we're talking about Enki and Enlil, etc., we're only talking about a small amount out of two million that's actually been even translated with their names on so let's have a look now and try and prove that Engnil and Enki were real characters so now we're on to the British Museum Library now do the British Museum talk about Engnil and Enki let's have a look now this is the actual words that they use this is how they translate the ancient tablets and if you keep going down you'll see you might like our blog or library on Ashurbanipal. He was a uh, king back in the olden days. A collection of more than 20,000 clay tablets and fragments. So basically they're saying here that there's 20,000 tablets in their library alone. So not every single tablet talks about Enlil and Enki, but that's a hell of a lot of tablets for the very first species that could read or write to start making up stories about fictitious people. Now here is the Oxford University translation site and you can actually just type in at the top something like Enlil or Enki or whatever you want to type in 
and each one of these blocks here I'm just showing you now is just part of a whole tablet so this when it searches it actually searches and gives you a snippet of what the original tablet may be talking about and of course it points out the bit that you're looking for so it's, it's quite good and as you can see here I'll just scroll down Enki has mentioned many times in many tablets carries on and on and on and on and on you get the point but let's just type in Enlil while we're here and see if Enlil comes up in the Oxford University translations of yes there's Enlil and obviously they're talking about Enlil being sons of this look there's Nibru there I have been to Nibru see that right at the top I don't know if you can see that now Nibru is another name for Nibiru watch my previous videos on my patreon page about actually Nibiru being Nibru and you'll hopefully agree that I'm right and as you see Enlil is mentioned many many times so is this just a storybook written over wait for it 3,000 years of tablets 3,000 years so not only has someone actually got to write the original story they've got to hope that everyone else follows that that narrative that they're you know princes and that they're the leaders and so on and so on so you see it's starting to make a little bit more sense that actually genuinely are real real people and when i say people aliens but they look like us and here again the babylonian legend of creation again this is from guttenberg.org and they've translated it uh they're talking about here the god marduk funny how it's a god isn't it but we'll get all that to that later on and they're all gods basically uh, all the Anunnaki were gods because gods when you type in gods you'll realize that that is let's go back here that's their race name I know it sounds stupid but obviously it's not when you just take two seconds to think about it someone's got to have a race name so when you type in gods guess what they're all the gods the god gods and it goes on so that is their race name which makes a lot more sense than you know an inv invisible mighty being that's not around um so here again is another word where it talks about ea ea which later he gets given the name enki which is why this one here the babylonian legend of creation says marduk the god marduk the son of ea which is in them in brackets enki so this isn't sitchin saying this so again i'm trying to prove the point that not only is zachariah sitchin correct that we actually were genetically modified and i'll get to the good stuff soon by the anunnaki so then you've got to ask yourself okay well is there any evidence that other than just texts that enki and enlil were alive so here is the british museum and they actually have cylinder seals where they've again these are images which i'll just show you here images of various people Enlil, Enki and so on and over here on the left hand side it says named on the inscription Enki so let's just go through some of these as there's loads and another one here another cylinder seal and lo and behold it's got Enki and again Enki and another cylinder seal so let's just say if this was a storybook that was written over 3,000 years up and down the whole of the Middle East the whole of the Middle East by people that probably couldn't read or write you know there's only a handful of people that could read or write back then so for them to write about Enki and then get people to carve 
these tiny this is tiny this is only about an inch or two this uh, cylinder seal and obviously this is what a tablet would look like and again this one's talking about wait for it inky <laughs> another one you get the idea now this is an actual carving of enki so you'll see the turban style hat that he wore so you can differentiate between enlil king anu uh so this is enki with his long beard and the bits in there are lapis lazuli so they did themselves up with little bits of lapis lazuli to give it a braided appearance but when they first came here they had long hair and didn't braid it until they got here and there's another carving of Enki, again, genuine. Now this one's uh, Enlil, talking about Enlil, this tablet. So obviously the brothers, there has to be Enlil as well. And here's uh, Enki again. This one's in a museum. So this is an actual carving of Enki. Again, you can tell by the turban style hat. A project that was funded by the European Union so this is looking at basically Enki's and Enlil's and whatever happened back in the Middle East so this project looks at the temple there was a temple that was made for Enki and one for Enlil both of them got unfortunately destroyed you know this whole project that they're doing for the European Union would they if they thought this was any way remotely to do with a storybook would they spend so much time on writing about the size of the actual temple the temple was rectangle measuring 41 meters long by 23 meters in a single structure composed of a courtyard sanctuary and 19 rooms and narrow chambers this is enki's temple pretty impressive if you ask me for a storybook and here's some uh, cylinder seals with enlil and ninlil his wife now originally his wife was called sud s-u-d uh, but when he married her, she had the name changed to Ninlil to match his Enlil. Now, funny enough, priests, the oldest known priest, used to say that God had uh, a physical body and had a wife and lived in Israel. You can probably guess where Enlil and Ninlil lived. You guessed it, Israel. So I think we can prove that they are physical characters in our history. So now we can get on with the good stuff. Before I move on to the really juicy stuff, I have to address the opposition for the Lost Book of Enki, and that would be the Bible. And the reason for that is because when you read the Bible and you read the Lost Book of Enki, you'll find many of the same instances in there. As told by Zachariah Sitchin, later on we will get to the actual translations of the original text to show that they are copies in the Bible from the older texts. There's always some debate on who wrote the Bible. Now there's apparently 12 apostles that were chosen to write the Bible. However, Moses did apparently write some of the earlier stuff because he was given the information by God so that he could write down the old information that happened before he was even born. There's a problem here because some of these people have actually copied similar to what Moses said. However, they weren't given the divine information, in which case, how did they get the information to write about stuff that they weren't privy to? So they either copied Moses and changed it, because obviously it's not word for word, or it wasn't them that wrote it, or they was copying older texts. 
I know which one I'll go with. The Sumerian language is the oldest language in the world. In fact, the oldest written proof of the Sumerian language was first found on a Kish tablet, which is now Iraq, dating back to approximately 3500 BC. However, as we will go through these dates, through this long video that I'm doing, we will see that the dates are manufactured by mainstream to fit their narrative because they certainly don't want to tell us that these tablets are eight nine thousand years old as opposed to three thousand five hundred but we will get to all of that as we go along contradictions in the bible now if we're going to go through Zechariah Sitchin's book we have to see whether or not the competition which is the bible actually has got things wrong and then we'll look at the lost book of Enki done by Zechariah Sitchin to see whether there's any contradictions in that as in the translations so here we have many contradictions and this isn't me making them up you, you anyone can find all the contradictions in fact that's how I first realized that there was issues with the Bible was when I was trying to learn way back when I was very young about our history and it turns out there was just too many contradictions I have a very logical brain and I can't see why these contradictions would be there and as you see it just goes on and on and on there's at least 144 contradictions in the bible so now we need to see whether or not the sumerian cuneiform has any contradictions turns out there is none even chat gdp can't give us any examples of any contradictions however if you look here, yes, it says there are inconsistencies in the Bible. So even ChatGDP knows that there are errors in the Bible compared to the Sumerian cuneiform tablets. You could argue that there's less tablets than there are pages in the Bible. So let's have a look how many words there are in approximately in a Bible. 773,746 words in the Bible. And that consists of about 1,200 pages. So let's have a look now at how many tablets there are of Sumerian. So between 30,000 and 100,000 tablets that have been translated. Nearly 2 million that have been found. But So if we just take the middle of that, let's say 70,000, where it says between 30,000 and 100,000. Let's take 70,000. Now, you then break down how many words are on a Sumerian tablet, which works out to be 4,400 approximately. So then you times that by the 70,000 books, and you end up with a hell of a lot bigger number. I think that's 308 million words. Compared to the Bible, which has 773,000, not even a million not even a million and we've got here 308 million so when you've got 308 million words and not one contradicts it's itself compared to a bible with only 1200 pages and 773,746 words the logic between the amount of words and pages compared to the Sumerian cuneiform compared to the amount of contradictions in the bible one would argue that the Sumerian tablets would logically be the first port of call you would go to if you want to research your true history, would you not? Because I would. 
the cuneiform tablets actually have anything that the Bible may have copied from. So just to let you know, the cuneiform writing is a writing style. Um, so for example, we have calligraphy, which is a writing style, and cuneiform is a writing style. So other people that followed on from the Sumerians, such as Babylonians and Arcadians, they actually adopted the same style of writing, but in their in again in clay tablets but it wasn't the Sumerian uh, alphabet for example it would have then been their own alphabet the Babylonian and Arcadian just giving you a distinction there between what the Sumerian tablets were not so when I'm talking about Sumerian I'm physically talking about the place where they wrote Sumerian tablets uh, whereas if I mention cuneiform, then it could be Babylonian, Sumerian, Akkadian, and possibly some other languages that may have also used that style of writing. Now, here is a translation book done by Robert W. Rogers in 1912, and it's called The Cuneiform Parallels of the Old Testament. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and read out absolutely everything, but you can probably guess what that's saying back in 1912 before the Rockefellers had their chance to change history so this person here had translated many of the tablets and said hang on a minute this predates the bible and yet the bible or the old testament is is saying pretty much the same thing but obviously the translations are different now here is a list of when these languages first came out and as you see down the line hebrew is way down the line so many words have been taken from different languages for the Hebrew Bibles. And we know that because we've got words like angel. If you look here, you'll see the word angel was actually a Greek word. But the direct translation at the very beginning is messenger. Messenger. Obviously, we've changed it over time to bring to add words like harbinger, uh, angel of death. That is all made up by man um why they did that i don't know but you know what people were like so there's no evidence of angel of death whatsoever in ancient texts it's just something that we've bolted on so we've got proof that the hebrew definitely copied older text with the word for example angel which should be messenger doesn't mean it's spiritual We've added the spiritual, and the reason why we've added the spiritual is because the messengers would go up and down into heaven in the older text, which I will come to, don't worry. And the reason why they go up and down to heaven is because heaven is space. That's the, the word back then for space. So why are they going up and down telling Enki what's going on and telling Enlil what's going up, up in space and even taking some of the characters of old as it says in the bible as well as it says in the ancient text which i'll get to is because they were anunnaki messengers and these messengers also had titles so for example what we now call as an archangel would be a pilot and i'll prove all that later on when we get to talking about the messengers which are actually in the old translations there's no word for angel back then it was messenger and the messenger would do this and do that we have now bolted on spiritual 
simply because they go up into heaven and come back down do we do we call an astronaut spiritual no we don't so it's seen so easy for us to just bolt on whatever we want and the interesting thing is i was listening to a religious radio station and one of the presenters was asked how come an angel can come down and do you know what this religious person said he said well they manifest themselves into a human form what a load of crap because if he can make up that because there's no evidence whatsoever there's zero evidence in the bible that they manifest into human form because they are anarchy and they're messengers they so they go to people's houses and chat with them and go and sit down and have dinner with them and breakfast i could then go by the bible and say they are transformers robots in disguise because if you can make up anything and this person this religious person did on his radio station because he can't find the reason because obviously he's not looking at the proper texts so if he can't find the right reason all he's done is shoehorned an explanation in don't short this is why i couldn't look at the bible religion properly back in the day because i need to have the logical reasons for it i can't just have makeup crap lies to fit the agenda that you want it's possible that some offspring from the anunnaki and humans were given the role of messenger this would allow the anunnaki to stay out of the way of humans here are a few examples of why they think they are angels messengers transformed into a human form genesis 18 1 2 new international version the Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. This passage describes the appearance of three men who are later revealed to be angels visiting Abraham. They appear in human form and interact with Abraham, delivering a message about the upcoming birth of his son Isaac. That does not mean they transformed, it means three Anunnaki came to meet Abraham. Hebrews 13, 2 new international version do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by so doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it this verse suggests that some individuals have unknowingly shown hospitality to angels appearing as ordinary human strangers this also doesn't say they transformed as you can see they fill in the blanks to fit their idea judges 13 3 6 new international version the angel of the Lord appeared to her, Samson's mother, and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Here the angel of the Lord appears to Samson's mother and speaks to her, indicating that the angel took on a visible form recognizable to her. Again another one where an Anunnaki appeared, because he went to them. It doesn't say he appeared from nothing. My friend appeared to me the other day. It was nice he took the time to see me. My friend was not an angel, but still appeared to me. And another word other than angel is Elohim. So Elohim was plural, by the way, gods, and is a Hebrew word meaning gods. Of course, the original word would be gods, which case we've proved that the Hebrew did copy the older texts, because where else would they have got the word God from? if not from something that they copied from, which is why it says it's a copy of the word gods, which is plural. And also, the interesting part here is the Hebrew 
version gives the impression that it belongs to a single deity, particularly the God of Israel. So we've got the Bible literally saying that God of Israel is, is God. But of course, God wasn't in Israel, was he? He was up in heaven, in space. Well, actually, funny enough, Enlil did set up his home when Enlil is one of the Anunnaki, and he would be the main supreme god. However, our father, who was the one who created humans, would be Enki, the supreme god, the wrathful god, the one that wanted to wipe us out, as per the Bible, as per the ancient text, had a place in Israel with a wife. According to Jewish tradition and belief, the Temple Mount in Jerusalem is considered a significant location associated with the presence of God. This building is a reconstruction of the original, Enlil's Temple. All the major Anunnaki had temples, and I'll show that later in the video. Even the fact that the Enlilites were the ones that were sent into battle, not Israelites, and that's because it was Enlil's lot. Exodus 19, 5, 6, New International Version. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a power-hungry leader that wants the Enlilites to obey him. Compared to his half-brother Enki, I can't see an almighty being having favorites of all his children, then later wanted to kill them. Exodus 32, 9, 10, New International Version, during the time when Moses was on Mount Sinai receiving the Ten Commandments. The Israelites, in Moses' absence, created a golden calf and worshipped it as a false god. God expressed anger and considered destroying the Israelites. The passage states, I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. Thanks for watching this video so far. There's many more hours worth of videos you can watch right now, including what the flying crafts were and whether they were mentioned in the Bible. This is a whole proof video of everything, so you're going to find out. You're going to find out that Noah was told by Enki to build the ark or build a boat. Proof, proof, proof. And you'll also find out that God, in one particular passage of the Bible, is referring to Enlil with proof so if you want to find out more go to my patreon page patreon.com forward slash outro history and look for there's many videos on there but look for the series if you want to watch the remaining videos of this called the lost book of our true history